So if I ask how good is your marketing, you can tell me that immediately. This is my role, right? If I ask you how good is your product, well, I feel it's good, <laughs> right? My product is the best. Of course, it's really good. Yes. <laughs> and there is a reason why you have a brand, why your brand is already successful, why you're at two, three, four million on Shopify. There's a reason for that, right? But then how do you measure? How do you measure the brand funnel? How do you measure how good is your brand experience? How good is your product, <laughs> right? There are actually things that you can measure and that you can automate and put in place. This podcast is our way to give back and share the frameworks that we learn every day from growing brands. Our vision is to grow EPE into China's number one e-commerce portfolio. And here we document the journey. Please make sure to share it with people who will benefit at least from some of those lessons and enjoy. Yeah, and normally, and normally they have one channel that is super profitable. Let's say uh, could be organic. Could be Amazon, could be SEO, could be ads, and that channel is subsidizing the whole brand. Right. That is super profitable, and that's the one that actually have the channel market fit mm. that turns into product market fit, or sometimes you get confused with that. So that's what normally happens. But then from that funnel to the bottom is just a few people that goes through because what it actually turned the brand funnel is to have a great customer experience mm -hmm. because we'll turn that client into uh, buy again to have a good experience with your product to actually use your product to actually enjoy what they bought to get the value that they were they were sold into And then once that they have all of that, then they will talk about your product. Then they will talk to their friends and say, oh, look, this is a really, really great product. This is really cool. Mm -hmm. Like that's when you, that's the whole, that's the process of, of what happened. What, what's the product you remember where you did that? Um, basically, do you, do you have any product where you're like, okay, I bought whatever product and I told all my friends about it? Xiaomi Van. Like now, Evidently. I, I turn, I turn, I turn all my friends into Xiaomi band users right. because to me, they didn't advertise me at all uh, for this product. I used other products from Xiaomi, like uh, the sport camera, really cool brand, a really cool product. Uh, I use their um, air purifier, also really cool. Uh, their weight scale. Also really cool, connected to the, the, the phone, to the app. And I have the, the band. Really cheap, uh, brings all the value that I'm needing for. I need to track my sleep. I need to track my calories, my steps, and do it very accurately. It's not perfect. It's not Garmin. But for the price that I pay, that is, I think, uh, $200. $200 uh, Ramibi is enough. Mm. It's really good. And you only have to charge it like... Once a week or once every two And weeks. the biggest value for me is that I need to charge it every three weeks, not uh, like Apple, mm. uh, that I need to charge it every day. That's a problem to me. That's why I don't have a, an, an Apple. Right. And that's uh, how I recommend my friends because huge value for everyone is really cheap. And that brings me value mm. to my friends because I really recommend a good product. Yes. And I love you for that. Like, actually, you bought me this. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> but I really like it because for me as a runner, I wanted to have the Garmin. But it's like 6,000, 7,000 RMB, right? And the Garmin can do more than this, mm -hmm. right? But the essential functions, I want to see how many calories do I burn a day? Uh, how many calories? How many steps do I do? How do I sleep? That's it. I don't need anything else. That's it. Right? I want to, I want to know how many calories I put out. How many I burn, so I can refeed myself mm -hmm. and not too much, right? For me, the product is Huel. So Huel, the Huel shake, the shake I drink, I drink it every morning, maybe twice a day. Uh, it's a basically a liquid food shake. So it's instead of eating food, you drink your food, and it's just sometimes you're busy, sometimes you're on the road, sometimes you're a client, sometimes you're uh, whatever you 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 don't have food, right? And then you go on May Twan, and all you see on May Twan is McDonald's, Burger King. Uh, KFC, <laughs> like all the nice, the shit. best, the best. Shit. <laughs> But then you just have the shake. You still feel full, and it's great, and it's cheap. It's Your really cravings are gone. That's it. Hmm? 
So now everyone we talk to, every time I talk to someone, and they're like, ah, shit, I didn't have time to eat yet. Like, it's at 3 p.m., I didn't have lunch. It's like, why don't you get Huel? It's like, what is Huel, right? And it's, it's they have a T-shirt with, like, big Huel on it. The T-shirt is really nice. I would never wear any brand that has, like, a big fucking name on it. Like, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't care about that. So, but with them, I do. Because I genuinely, I'm happy with that. I don't, if people ask me about it, what is this? And people do. Yeah. <laughs> right? Then I'm like, oh, this is Huel. Like, I drink it every day. This is what I do. It has all calories and proteins. And da, 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 da. And it's like, ha, huh, that's really, right? So it's like, you're happy to talk about it. You're happy to associate yourself with that, with brand. that brand. But if the product experience was not good, I wouldn't do that. Or the brand experience was not good. I had a bad experience with the brand. I wouldn't, I wouldn't wear it. I wouldn't share it. Same with this, right? If like the battery died after, if you have to charge it every day, you wouldn't share at all, right? Yes. What are other things that go into brand experience? Like, how do you uh, have a good experience? I would like, I would like to bring. Oh well, yeah, mm. good. Uh, another good experience. Um, my bike, my e-bike, mm. uh, the new bike. I just bought it. Uh, I have been using electric bikes for since 2014 mm. in China. I arrived and uh, the first thing I did was to buy an e-bike in Sheko. I live in Sheko, so very easy to commute. Mm. Uh, I am in love of e-bikes. And till then, last, last month, I decided I always had a normal brand. I don't remember even the brand. I don't even remember the brand. Right. Uh, it was just one of those generic e-bikes that moves me around. E-bike. Something. <laughs> <laughs> and I decided to move a step up. Right. Because you already have one new new bike, yes, and I have used it, uh, and I saw the difference. Battery lasts forever compared to mine that I need to charge every two days. Uh, the speed is super faster compared, like maybe twice. The st- is stable, and and the brand status is also good. Mm. Like people see it, the the style is really good. It looks good. I don't want to be looked at like a, I'm not saying something is bad, but I don't want to be confused by a made to hand delivery guy. Uh, hard workers, great people, love them. Die, die. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's a different status. And I went to the e bike shop. I didn't even look at others. Lies. I went to another one that was right next to it. And I checked their prices, and they were uh, maybe three thousand RMB. Uh, but the show, the new, the new is uh, six thousand RMB, something mm. like that. I didn't even think about going to the other brand. I went directly, just curiosity, because it was right next to it, and I checked the price. Okay, three thousand, four thousand. I saw them; they're cute, they're good. But not even thinking about it, I went to the new first because you have one. Mm. You told me I don't have any problem with it. You didn't actively recommend it to me, but passively you did yeah. by using it. Yes. Uh, and immediately I got it and I, and I got one. Immediately when I got it, uh, they, they asked me, do you want the app version or not? Mm. I said, one of the issues you had is that you always need to carry the... The, 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 the key. The key. With yes. It. And I discovered that that solves the problem as the new, like the, the latest version. They improve it, mm. and they offer that. I got that for maybe a hundred RMB more, and now I don't need to carry a key with me. I don't lose it. <laughs> I, I don't have the fear of losing it, yes. and uh, and I'm very happy with my my purchase. Mm. I can turn it on and off from the app. I can check how many kilometers I have drove, how much time I have uh, I have rode. Um, the status of the battery from the phone to know if I need to carry the charger with me or not. Uh, also, another difference is that I can carry the battery with me. So they figured out all the pain points that people have with the e-bikes that comes collateral to, to, mm-hmm. to, to the product. And they solve it. And I'm super, super happy that they added that function because also reminds me every day to remember the brand. It's immediately to go to see new app, go, and they have a really cool layout. Right. They make me part of the usage of the product. I'm super happy with it. And every time that somebody would recommend, it's like, don't waste your time on, on standard brands. Go for Get new. this one. Get the yeah. one, yes. So that's good experience. And I think everyone has that, right? Everyone has a brand on mind where like, yeah. they love it, they bought it, they tell everyone about it, they're very happy with it. 
But when it comes to their own brands, yes. <laughs> everyone says, I have a good brand, right? But we can talk about that. Like what, maybe we talk about first, what is a negative experience? And then how you can actually measure that you have a good experience. How can you, how can you measure? So what are the things, what, what if, if you're buying from a brand or if you have a brand, what are bad experiences you can give people? Because it's not just the product, right? There are multiple things. What are those things that give people a bad experience? Um, first thing, okay, let, I want to talk about uh, pre-purchase mm. before we buy. Oh, uh, yes. For example, I'm in Taobao and I, have, I want to buy, I'm a DJ enthusiast, I want to buy a console, DJ console, and I had the money there ready. I knew that I wanted to buy, I was convinced, I didn't know which brand I wanted to buy. I'm there to purchase, go to Taobao, go talk to people, talk to, to check what are the best, go to the first one, uh, speak to them in English, just to see that I'm comfortable speaking English with them. Uh, hello, do you have, uh, can you explain me the difference between this brand and that brand and why should I buy it? They send me an article and they explain me, look, it's really good this brand is really good this brand compared to this one have this function this one not explain me exactly what it was mm -hmm. and they sent me the link to immediately buy the model that i needed com com combined to the function of my computer they gave me the exactly exact perfect case nice. i bought give you the other case of another uh, Taobao store that uh, didn't even respond to me I text them, hello, how are you? The same message, hello, how are you? Look, I'm looking for this. This is the specs that I'm looking for. Can you give me some suggestions? Uh, they didn't reply to me. Uh, immediately, I went to the other that gave me the good reply and I bought from them. Right. They lost a 6,000 RMB purchase from me mm. just because they were not fast enough. I was ready to buy. I just needed the last... Mm, this is the best. Right. That sells, basically. Right. Just to explain the information that I need so that I'm convinced to buy. That was a major thing. <clears throat> That's one. And not only that, now you have the good experience. So whenever someone asks you about which, like, I'm looking on Taobao, I don't know which one to buy. Now you would go as yes. like, hey, this one I bought, and you would send Look, it. Go with them. They explain right. you. Now, by the way, their customer service, super helpful. I needed, after that, I wanted to buy an upgraded version. And they took that from me, they bought it back, and they give me as a credit to buy another one. So they wow. <laughs> bought it back and they upsell it to me <laughs> with crazy. a discount. They're, man, they're good. Really good. Really good customer service. In English, perfect English. They, if I ask them to call me, maybe they will have said yes. <laughs> need, not needing need to. Didn't need to. But really good experience with their customer service and they solve my problems. Mm. I follow them, not just that. Let me give you another another extra step. Yeah, they gave me a case for the the, the DJ bag for seventy percent off. Uh, it's an upsell. I we all understand what is what is the I the meaning of that. <laughs> <laughs> but I bought it happily, mm. and it was not because they pushed it to me. It's like, look, we have this as an offer. If you like it, here is for you. It's only. 100 RMB extra. Like, yeah, of course. Why not? Right. That's my feeling. Oh, we also have the headphones. Do you want them? I was not there yet. And I'm like, mm, can you explain me more? Right. Yeah, sure. Look, here are the specs. This is what you need. We will also give you a case for the headphone for free. Mm. <sighs> Fuck. <laughs> okay, you got me. Yes. They add up another... 700 RMB to the order. Nice. And I am happy with it. Hmm. I didn't feel sold. I, they bring me value. I feel that they bring me value, and actually they did. So that's what I have as a good customer experience versus the other one that they lost me. And right. I will not speak about good about them. Um, let me give you another more simple and more relatable uh, story. Very short break. We make our money by investing into e-commerce brands. Basically, we come in with our blueprints and frameworks that support the owner and the existing team. Then we profit on the upside when we exit the business together. So 
If you have an e-commerce business that's doing at least $2 million top line in the last 12 months, you can apply for a free call with our team at edpcecom.com partner. If that's not for you, but you got some value from at least some of the content, other people will too. So please go ahead and share it with them. Absolutely appreciate your support. And now back to the show. Basically, are these shoes? <laughs> Like Nike shoes, they're yeah. Nike. Yeah, right. Good brand. Good. Right. Um, I'm I'm buying running shoes for a day by day. I like to use them for everything. I like to be comfortable. I like to go to gym with them. And if I want, I, I can go run with them. Uh, I bought them because they're the latest. But the moment that I receive, I bought from Nike store. The moment that I receive them, it turns out that I don't know if you hear, but can't hear but they sound every time they I squeak. step on it. They're they squeak on it like <laughs> Because it's a special technology, there is a special uh, foam, bubble, air bubble, yes. Mm -hmm. They didn't explain it correctly in their uh, page. They, Their quality is not good. I always buy Nike. They're my favorite brand for shoes, but they fuck up on these ones and I'm not happy with them. And even though another friend of mine, we were discussing for shoes, talking about shoes, between Adidas and Nike, Puma, New Balance, mm -hmm. and I'm like, I'm always Nike, but don't buy these shoes. I actively did word, bad word of mouth on them because I don't want my friends to have bad experience with their shoes like I did. Wow. I wore them because I didn't want to return them. I already used them. I'm not one of those that, that, that return. But... I had a bad experience with Nike. And I don't want my friends to have it as well. So I actively don't recommend to buy at least this version of shoes. Mm. And that's just because they set the wrong expectation. Correct. Like on the page, they, that's already the mistake, right? Like before you purchase, before you buy, you read the page and you're like... Yes. You know. Yeah, they're perfect. But I even wouldn't say that was the page. That's one solution that will have solve it how they would have solved it but I wouldn't have launched this product right it's not a good product why would you like to use a shoe that sounds when you step on it mm. so what, why they launched it <laughs> what, what was the mistake they didn't talk to people they didn't survey enough they didn't give a they, were, they didn't care enough they wanted to get it out oh Black Friday is coming we need to launch it like we should whatever, ask right? product yeah. development <laughs> from Nike I guess <laughs> crazy so what are other bad, like bad experiences when people, people have with brands, right? I think one, like you just mentioned, is the product. That's the most important, right? Like I feel sometimes if you have, if everything is bad, but the product is really good, that's still okay. Yeah. Like you can have an, if you have an amazing product that no one else has that really solves your problem, it doesn't matter much. If it takes long to ship it, it doesn't matter. I'm happy to wait, right? There's one brand uh, in the US called GrowthMate. Mm -hmm. And they do all like desk accessories and uh, phone cases like made out of wood, right? So oh, I'm yeah. a carpenter, I love wood. And then uh, I had a phone case from them. It's a $100 phone case. It's made of wood. <laughs> and it's, it, it's a fucking nice case. It took me, because they own, they're in the US and they ship internationally from the US, they make it in the US. It took uh, a month to get it. So I was in Germany ordering, or like I was in China before I flew back to Germany, like a month before I ordered it so that it would arrive on time when I go back home to pick it up. I didn't mind to wait. I didn't care. I didn't care that they didn't ship to China. Like I was happy. I have to fly half around the world <laughs> to pick up my phone case, right? Why? Because the product's really good. I really, really, really like the product, right? So that's a case where like I don't mind if everything else is not great. The other way around, sometimes you have a bad product or sometimes you have a good product but something goes wrong right in the factory something goes wrong in the uh, it breaks on shipping there is an issue with it it, yeah. it happens right that's okay but then how you can fix it is if if I receive a broken product and I message the brand I was like hey my thing is broken how fast do they come back to me you know do I get a message of like Thanks for your message. We'll go back to you in 48 hours. And then it's like Friday, and then it's weekend, yeah. and then it's Monday, and then Tuesday. It's like, 
and you wait five days and then they send you a message just like can you please send a picture of your product and and show me what's the pro-? It's okay then now they make me work right <laughs> i have to make a picture i have to send them that and they're like oh i see what's the issue well we can give you a 20 dollars off your next purchase here you go and maybe refund your product it's like great uh, i will not buy again thank you so much but nothing but on the flip side if they come back if, if uh, i go to the site and they have a live chat and i'm like hey my product arrived broken and they say oh that's like i'm really sorry for that here's your money back uh, do you want your money back or do you want me to send you a, re- a replacement i'll send it with express you'll have it in two days well i'll take the replacement okay cool boom it's sent sorry thank you can you so keep much. you can keep keep the, the other one keep right? the other one yeah. don't send it back yes. keep it toss it do whatever <laughs> and now it's fixed right so even the product had an, had a flaw in it or there was an issue with the product the support fixed it Yes. Not having an issue is the best, right? So if the product is good, that's the best. The second one is the support. You already mentioned pre-purchase, but then also post-purchase. The support is so important. So important. Mm. Like we can talk about the story of Lululemon having right. a great customer service. Right. So our partner Johnny, his wife bought a yoga mat from Lululemon. So she went to Lululemon, bought a yoga mat, brought it home, and then uh, opened the package and saw that it's ripped. It was broken. She's like, fuck, like, I thought Lululemon was really good. I spent a bunch of money on this. She didn't buy the most expensive one, but she spent, like, I don't know, 400, 500 RMB on that. So she then went back to Lululemon to the store and says, this is broken. What do I do? Now, what Lululemon did is, like, they said, I'm so sorry. They didn't ask for the receipt. They didn't ask for that. They just looked at the thing and say, hey, I'm sorry it's broken. Here's our best yoga mat, our most expensive yoga mat. I'll exchange it to you for free. Right? So now what happens? How do we know about it? Right? Because she told Johnny. It's like, wow, Lululemon is so great. I went there and I got the best yoga man. She's telling all her friends. Guess which brands are her friends buying from? And that is word of mouth. That is positive word of mouth. It's like, hey, I have a... If anyone asks, I want to buy a yoga mat, go to Lululemon. Yes. Right? They have a great customer service. It's amazing. The other way, what would happen if the yoga mat was broken and she goes back and she's like, hey, my yoga mat is broken. Or oh, can we see the receipt, please? Ah, shit, I don't, I don't have I the forgot, I, I forgot. don't have, I have, I lost it. Can you find for the order number? Right. Oh, I need to go through my email, give me one second. Mm. Right. And maybe you can't find it. And I was like, oh, sorry, if you can't find it. Our policy is that if you don't have the receipt so that we don't get scammed, you don't, uh, you don't get a return. All right. Now what's she going to tell all her friends? Every friend that she meets who's like, oh, I want to go to Lululemon and buy something. Don't. Don't go to Lululemon. If something is broken, they don't buy something it. else. It's a bad brand. Buy somewhere else. And then if she tells her friend Sarah that, imagine her other friend, Sarah's friend, goes back to Sarah and says, I want to go to Lululemon. Oh, I heard it's not good. Sarah doesn't have a bad experience. She didn't get screwed, right? But she's still going to give bad word of mouth. So now she's turning. She's preventing one sale, one person from another, from another, from another. And then that is how your brand slowly dies. So those are the, that's product, right? Product and support. Yes. Those are the two biggest ones to do customer experience. Customer experience. Right? Yeah. Nice. Shipping is another one. Um, shipping. So good experiences with shipping. Oh, uh, one. And it sounds so stupid. Like it sounds so, it sounds so simple, right? Yeah, of course I should ship on time and I should have a good product. And like everyone, everyone knows that. But it's so hard to get the impact of that, like how much it impacts your brand. Like, uh, and it's surprising to see how much, even with us, like we now we, a couple of years ago, we were not paying attention to any of this, at, at least all. me, because I was focused on top of funnel. I was focused on, on sales, on marketing, on how, how can we bring more people. Get another channel. Yes. Can we do YouTube ads? Yes. How about correct. TikTok? Correct. Right. Yeah, yeah, like marketing. Yeah. So very, very interesting how, how... Amazon sellers, how D2C marketers here in Shenzhen, how the whole industry of e-commerce sees um, the landscape and, and how they see shipping. Very important. We understand how important is shipping, mostly here from China. But something that is not still embedded in the core of the culture is how important it is to ship fast as a D2C company. It's already... Uh, Already in, it's already in, on on the culture using Amazon, because Amazon have a free shipping 
fast delivery. That's how their core of their business. That, that's what how Amazon grew so much. But when you come to your own store, to Shopify's, to their own Magentos, whatever whatever platform they're using, uh, they don't have the same principles hmm. because it's not easy to ship so fast. And expensive. And it's very expensive to ship so fast. So that one shortened the profits. So then what happens? Oh, look, we need to use shipping from China five to seven days. That is okay for most of sellers here. When, even when there are big companies, we have seen from first eye big companies here in Shenzhen shipping from three to seven days to eight days. Mm-hmm. That turns yeah. out to be six to ten days. Mm-hmm. And even if they ship in US, like even even if they have warehouse in US, they go for the lower tier shipping companies that don't offer this fast service, or they don't know how to price it better, like to offer a, a better better shipping. So is still not common in Shenzhen to have this very important element that is fast shipping. What is uh, an example of fast shipping? Um, I give you an example here in China. We, we are, we, China is famous for their fast shipping, how easy and, and the logistics of the whole country. Uh, I'm very surprised that uh, Taobao offers the same day delivery. Like it's not new, but it's to me is incredible. Yes. Uh, U.S. with Amazon, it depends on certain areas, it's exactly the same. Let's not forget that. It's not that U.S. is behind us. It's not that Europe is behind us. If you live in nearby the logistics center, you will receive the first day. So this option is the same. So we can equal logistics outside of China to China. That's what I want to put clear. And let me give you a purchasing experience with myself. I'm ready to buy, I think it was... Uh, some supplements for food. And I needed today because I was running out of my protein shake that I needed to to get for tomorrow. And I'm like, oh, I hope that they ship on the same day. I go to my normal uh, shop and they don't have the flavor that I, that I like. I go to another new shop and I text them, hello, how are you? Look, uh, I'm looking for this brand. Do you ship today? Uh, well, yes, we ship, but uh, no, sorry. We don't offer one day shipping. It will arrive three, four days. Not interested. Uh, let me find another one. Try to find another one. They don't offer fast shipping. Uh, three, four days, five days. And at the end, sadly, I had to buy from somewhere else that don't offer same-day shipping or two-day shipping, so I have to stay there for two days. I had to go locally to go here to buy my protein in the shop, like a little bit pricey. and I was not happy with the experience. The only sad, the only the solution for this is my current store that I always buy from, and they do offer shipping. They didn't have the flavor that I want, but that's hmm. that's their you know another issue. But uh, this is something that uh, I consider essential because they lose any brand lose a lot of customers that are desperate to get the product right now, yeah. and they have the money to spend in to get it the same day. Um, let's imagine that uh, a case scenario where you want to buy the product that you are looking for. You are ready to buy. You have the money. You are sold on the product, but they ship 14. Let's let's put it in the same case. Five to ten, to days. ten days. Yes. How will you feel? Yeah, I wouldn't do it. I, w- I would immediately go to Amazon and see, do they have it on Amazon? Can I buy it from Amazon? Can I have it tomorrow? Can I have it in two days? Right. That would def- That could prevent me from buying. Yes. I would go to another brand. Is there a similar brand to this that one that offers faster shipping? Because I'm I'm so impatient with things, I, and I always buy last minute. Like when I when I was in Germany, uh, I had to I bought Huel. I bought like I don't know 400 euro worth of powder. I had like 10 kilo worth of worth of powder. That I brought, right? And let's define course, powder. <laughs> the protein powder, the, the okay. food powder. I. Of course, wasn't I was in Germany for three weeks, and of course I waited ordering. I was leaving on Monday, and I ordered on Friday. <laughs> of course, I ordered on the last possible day. I placed the order on Friday. They shipped it out Monday morning. I had the product Monday at noon, and at 1 p.m. I had to go to the airport. So I still got I still got the product right. If it was if they wouldn't have offered that fast shipping, I wouldn't have bought it. You wouldn't have bought it at all. I wouldn't have spent the $400, right? So that's, they would have lost that. Uh, 
And I think one thing to bring up what's really important because when we own the brands and we look at the numbers, it's like you look at your Shopify, oh, shipping, your average is four days. Or you look at your uh, e uh, ERP. You're like, oh, yeah, we ship normally four days. That's fine. That's the standard. That's, That's the standard. good. But what people forget a lot of times or what we see a lot of times is that it actually takes twice the time. So if it shows you four days, it actually takes eight days. Why is that? Well, because on average, if an order comes in, especially before the weekend, on the weekend, the logistics center isn't doing anything. Then the logistics center need time to pick it, pack it, prepare it. Then they tell the uh, shipping company, the delivery company, you know, come and pick it up. Then they pick it up. So that can take four days. <laughs> in best case, it's two days. Sometimes it's the same day. You know, if you have a good We have seen different <laughs> ranges. But that's why you need a good logistics center and why you need to have an automated process. A lot of, a lot of companies don't have an automated process. It's a manual process and that one has, causes issues, right? So if you have, if you say four days, it's plus the days that it takes to, to do it. So from you as a brand owner, you don't really see it. But if you put yourself in the shoes of your customer, it's the same experience like if you buy something on Taobao and you would have to wait eight days to receive a product. It's ridiculous. You would never ridiculous, do it. Ridiculous, no. Right? You would complain immediately. Yet, a lot of brands, that's what they offer to their customers. And it doesn't seem like a big deal. And faster shipping is much more expensive. But people are willing to pay for that. Yes. So that's the other thing. Like you can actually charge more for faster shipping. It's fine. You can give a you can give an option where you have five to ten days, which is your standard, and then you offer four to six days, which is faster shipping, and you charge for that. You charge five dollar for that, and then you have two day shipping, and you charge fifteen dollar, twenty dollar for that. Mm -hmm. A lot of times you can do that. People want. I would have done that for the for the powder, for the fuel, for the for the protein shake, right? Because I really needed it. And I think that's something that's really important to, to look at because if you put yourself in those in, in the shoes of the customer, if you put your, yourself in the shoes here of buying on Taobao, you would never accept that, right? So yeah. that's the other thing that really goes against brand experience or product experience. Yes, fast shipping. Mm -hmm. Let's remember why and how Amazon became Amazon. Right. Like one of their biggest value proposition as a company is that they deliver extremely fast. Mm. And that's their cornerstone of their business. The whole prime is The whole around. prime is just ridiculous, like how fast it arrives. Mm. Like our, our CEO, Russia, like she was telling me in Spain, even when it's not, uh, as, not as developed as US, she received her products the same day that afternoon. Mm. Sometimes even faster than some companies here in China. So Amazon is actually like relentless with that. And we all Amazon sellers, we all need to see brands. We know that, but we take it for granted. We don't understand how powerful that is from them. Right. Because otherwise we have seen, we will have seen all the D2C brands already having fast shipping as fast as Amazon. Right. So the question is like all of that, everyone gets that. Everyone understands that. It's like, yeah, of course, I have to have a good product. I should ship it quickly and my, I should have good support. Right? That's like, yeah. of course. Without saying it. Of course. <laughs> but then the fact is that uh, if most people, if you look at your marketing, you understand all your numbers. You know, If you look at your ads, no matter how much of a marketing person you are, if you look at your ads as a brand owner, you know your ROAS. Right? If I ask you, what's your Google Ads ROAS? You probably have a number. Right. Mm -hmm. If I ask you if you're more in the marketing, if I ask you about your cost per click, if I ask you about your CPM, if I ask you about any of that, you probably know that. Mm -hmm. Even if you're a product-based person or you have very strong product mind, you know what's your average card value, right? You know all of these stats. And you, that's why you know those because you measure those. You look at those every day because that's how you measure if your business is doing well or not, mm -hmm. right? But then on the other side, if I ask, so if I ask how good is your marketing, you can tell me that immediately. This is my ROAS, right? If I ask you, how good is your product? Well, I feel it's good. <laughs> right? My product is the best. Of course. It's really good. Yes. <laughs> and there's a reason why you have a brand, why your brand is already successful, why you're at two, three, four million on Shopify. There's a reason for that. Right? But then how do you measure? How do you measure the brand funnel? How do you measure how good is your brand experience? How good is your product? <laughs> right? There are actually things that you can measure and that you can automate and put in place. 
And that's something I think we should touch on. It's a bit more technical, but yeah. we can kind of talk about that, right? For like the product, the shipping, the support, like there's different metrics, right? Yes. Uh, do you want to talk about some of them? If not, I just go like. Yeah, like we can we can talk. I would like to talk about the 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 ones that people will relate most. Mm -hmm. uh, like I consider uh, the is the easiest one, return rate. Yes. Like that's that's a that's basic. How many people actually return the products because their expectation were not met? Mm. What happened? You promised them something. They received the product that didn't fulfill that promise. So that's why they return it. Right. Right? That's basically what return rates mean. So 5%, that means that it's 5% of the people that receive the product decided that actively... They want to do something about they it. They don't want to use it. They had a bad experience with your brand and they return it. Mm. Uh, I, yeah, just to like... I tell you from, my, from me, because I'm a lazy person, I don't do, I don't do returns. Me neither. Like, I decide to use my bad shoes. Yes. <laughs> or throw it away. I don't use or it. Through, or use right. it. I don't do the effort of like messaging them. No, I need to ship it back. No, I don't care. It's like, keep my 200 RMB. I don't, I don't, I don't want to do I it. I lost it. It's no. my fault for deciding to buy from you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yes. Cool. So yeah, uh, return rate. Uh, that's very, very impactful. And sometimes we have seen it also with a couple of, of brands uh, here in Shenzhen. The return rate can go up to 10%, 8%. That's deadly for an e-commerce. Mm -hmm. I consider it way above the standard rate. Mm -hmm. Of course, the pace of the category, but that's crazy. Having a 10% return rate, 8% return rate is just ridiculous. What's an acceptable rate for most, for most products, right? Like there are some more complex products, more... Uh, Depends on the complexity you know. and well, knowing Shenzhen for their high tech product, um, a good tech brand that uh, that that have a decent product could be two percent will be acceptable for tech products. Hmm. That will be okay if we can keep it up the one point five one percent will be optimal. Right, but uh, normally that that doesn't everyone happen. can measure that. Yeah, yeah, everyone can look into their. Shopify dashboard and everyone can look at their return rates yes. for the products and have a look at that and see that. Right? Yes, correct. What's another one? Uh, relatable. Uh, shipping time. <laughs> we just talk about it. Right. Shipping time. I will consider that uh, if you have a fast shipping will influence as much as the quality of the product. Uh, if you let your if you let people to to have too much time without experiencing the product that is detrimental to the business. It's not good. Because then we can go a level above that, that is, later we can talk about, it, it's called time to value. Mm -hmm. That is something that is, is, the, is how much time people actually receive benefit from buying from you. But if you delay that process, they will already forget what that they bought it. They already don't remember your brand, they don't remember when they bought it, why they bought it, the experience and the emotion they had through all this process that took you so much to get. With marketing. To, with to marketing, to push for it, to make KOLs, to make ads, to push it for it, to make the product. And they already forgot that they have the product right. after 10 days, 12 days. After they receive it, they remember, oh, I remember that I bought this product. Mm -hmm. That's not good. And that's the second more important element or more relatable element right. to to have a successful brand funnel. Mm. Um, the other one is LTV. So LTV means lifetime value. So instead of your, you have your average card value, how much people on average spend, mm -hmm. right? But LTV is how much do they spend over their whole life. So over, let's say you have 30 day LTV, 90 day LTV, 180 day LTV, where you measure within 180 days, within half year, how much on average do people spend? meaning how often do they purchase, right? What's the percentage of how often they rebuy, right? And that's something you can measure. Uh, on Shopify, there's an app called Lifetimely. It's uh, on that plan, it's, I think it's like $50 a month or something. Mm -hmm. You just plug it in and it takes a week or so, it grabs all the data and it gives you history of what's your LTV. So you don't have to plug it in and then wait until you know a half a year. You plug it in and it gives you historically what is your LTV and then you can, it gives you a benchmark for is your LTV good compared to other people in your industry? So that's something people can easily like plug in LTV and measure that. 
right? That's another number to see if they have a good brand experience. If they have a good brand, they have a good product, mm -hmm. right? So how many times you're, you're, they buy from you in the last six months, a year, three months, the different ranges? How much time, how many times they bought from you? And how much they spend right. on your brand? That those are two elements that define LTV. Yes, right? that's true. Um, and we can go deep on that. Like there's a thing, <laughs> there's a thing called user journey, you yes. know, where you actually understand if the person buys your uh, one of your products first, which product are they most likely to buy next? Second. And then third. And if they buy that product first, which product are they most likely to mm -hmm. buy next? And then third. And then you can design your marketing, your email marketing. You can create campaigns and flows and segment people and really get like something out of that. You know, but that goes really that, that goes, goes really deeper. Deep. Yeah, that goes sure. deep. Uh, another very important uh, element that I consider for brand funnel is customer support. How many tickets? How many? Yes. How many? How many tickets uh, are sold? How many contacts the customer have with the with with you as a customer service? You are more more experienced mm -hmm. in that. Maybe you can dig down. Into yes. So, I would love to show something for that, but I'm not sure if I'm allowed to. Uh, basically, the brands, both brands that we work with, we implement customer support, and that support uh, is really good. So those are people in the U.S. or on the U.S. time zone. They're not in the U.S., but they're on the U.S. time zone. So what that does, it allows them to we respond in 15 minutes on average with email. So if you send us an email, 15 minutes later you have an answer. Okay, <laughs> that is called. FRT, that is first response time. That's one metric that we measure. How long on average does it take us to respond to a customer, right? Of course, we measure how many tickets are we getting and we see how many purchases did we have and how many people reach out to us, right? And then what's the rate of that? The fewer people reach out, the better. The right? better, of course. Then the other rate is customer satisfaction. So after someone gets a response, after someone's ticket is solved, they get a survey. How satisfied are you with the, your support experience? So we measure how satisfied people are with their support experience, right? Of course, the worse your product is, the higher your return rate is, the worse is your customer satisfaction also on your support because people are not just judging the support, people are judging the experience. The experience. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, the other one that is really important is average resolution time, ART. So that is the average time that, it, that you take to solve a problem. So for example, if you send a message and you say, hey, I have a problem with my product and customer support comes back to you in a minute and say, I'm so sorry to hear that. We will be able to solve your problem within 48 hours. It's like, okay, you had a very fast first response time, but, but you didn't solve anything, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So that's why we measure how long it takes. And it takes us an average 16 hours to solve the problem, to make the problem go away from the customer. That is the standard of That's Shindan. how it should be. That's how it should be, right? Uh, so that's support. That's the main things. How many tickets are we getting? And then we classify the tickets that we're getting. Why are people reaching out? Right? The majority of tickets that we're getting. Initially, I got a shock. We had like 40% um, of people that ordered reached out to support. And it's like, we have a big problem. But turns out that most of those were pre-purchase questions. People had a question about the product. Right? And then now we can look at support. We have a report from the support and we see which questions come from which product and now we implement those into the marketing. Set the right expectation. Right? Uh, the second most that we get is order cancellations. Right? It's like, hey, I want to cancel my order. Why do Why? you like to cancel your order? Well, it's four days, it's five days, I haven't received it yet, I'm afraid I'm not getting it. Oh. Right? So that's shipping time. And that showed so well. We had like... I don't know, 20% of people reach out for cancellations and 80% of those people was because of late shipping. So that's the direct, that's how you can see, you know, from people. And it's so cool to just talk to your audience, just speak to them, you know, to find out all these things. So a lot of times what we do is we actually jump on the phone. Yes. Like we would sit here and we would get a, get a you know, get an order. We would call the customers like, why did you just give us money? And they're like, who, who are you? It's like, well, we're these guys from this company. It's like, you just bought the product. Why did you buy it? And initially it's like, how did you get my number? Like privacy, is there anything? Like what? But it, you get so much out of that. You know, obviously uh, not everyone here can do that, but that, that really helps. On the flip side, someone who abandoned their cart, you call them, hey, why did you just abandon your cart? Well, I saw that I, I wasn't clear on shipping. I wasn't clear, like there was a bug on the page. Uh, I wanted to have a discount, but I couldn't apply the coupon code. 
right? Like there's all those things that you're really finding out and that all goes in your brand experience and you can measure that. So that's, I think, that's support. There's a couple more, but that's pretty much that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can go deep later into it, but those are the most important. And I think that the the ones that people will uh, resonate with, that will understand, that will that will that is on a day by day basis, but it's not being treated as in, as with such importance right. in the business because it goes unaware. Like I said, it's not on the priority list that normally is sales funnel. Let's bring more clients, let's add more people, let's get more sales. Hmm. The other really important metrics that we just recently learned about is NPS. So NPS stands for Net Promoter Score, which is a very fancy word for saying, how likely are your customers to recommend your product to other customers? Mm-hmm. That's it. So basically now we have email flows that every time someone purchases, after they receive the product, they receive an email and say, how satisfied are you with your product? How did you like our support experience? How satisfied are you with shipping, right? And then it asks the questions, how likely are you to recommend the product to a friend? <laughs> one out of 10, right? And then you have the people that have one or two, I would never recommend that, this is a piece of crap, right? Or you have seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, where it's like, I'm this likely to recommend it because I really like it, I just wanna use it a little bit longer to really see. Right. And then you see, do more people, are more people in the seven to 10 or are more people in the one to three? If there are more people in the one to three, it means you have negative word of mouth. So people will actively put effort into spreading the word. Don't buy from this brand. If you have seven to 10, if you have more seven to Mm tens, it means people are likely to have positive word of mouth. One customer turns into two, turns into four, turns into eight, turns into 16, turns into the world. I had a great experience. I love these. Definitely to buy from them. Yes. They turn you into the Xiaomi, the Mi Band, yeah. the Xiaomi, yeah. that kind of customer, <laughs> right? Um, so if it's in the middle, if most of them, like if you have none on the top and none of the bottom and everything is in the middle, maybe you need to work on your product and you need to do that just a little bit better, right? Mm-hmm. So those are, that's, TTV, and there are also apps that measure that, and then they tell you what is your, uh, sorry, not TTV, what is your uh, NPS, what is the score for each product. <laughs> so then you can see which of my products actually actively grows the brand and which products shrinks the brand. And all you have to do is get rid of the products that shrink your brand. That's it. It's, it's simple to say, it's hard to do because you have all that inventory there. You paid a lot of money for that inventory. It's already in the US. You're already storing it. Now what do you do? Your product development team already invested a lot of money. You invest a lot of money in your product development team, in uh, in tooling, shipping, inventory. And of course, that is hard to get rid of it. It's called, of course, that it's difficult for you after all that investment to recognize that the product is actually hurting the brand. Mm. Uh, so yeah, those are those are things that we need to deal with that the owners need to deal with, but it's extremely important for the brand growth. I want to add one thing to that is sometimes because we're in Shenzhen and we have amazing product development people here, that's a blessing and a curse. <laughs> it's a blessing because you can pump out one product after the other after the other. Eventually, that adds a lot of complexity to your business and that causes a lot of problems. We can talk about that another time, but like. Sometimes the product development team doesn't understand very well who you're selling to. And they develop a product with the same technology or with the same designs or with the same core, but that is for a different avatar, that is for a different consumer. And then when you launch this product, you put it on your site, now you have product, two products or multiple products with this, that look the same, but, but are for different people. So then with your marketing, you get your people in and it all becomes like, it, it all degrades because people look at one product then they look at another product and they're like this is for me but this is not really for me and then they get confused and maybe people buy it anyway because it's on the page but then they get it and then even if it's a good product but to them they don't really use it to your avatar to your customer it's a great product for that customer but this type of person got the product now and for that person it's not the right product So even the product is good, even the shipping is good, even the support was good, it was the wrong product for that avatar and for him, 
her, it was not good, yes. right? So that's another thing people need to consider. And those are all such simple concepts that everyone gets. But it's so hard to, to do implement. it. It's so hard. <laughs> but that is the reason why brands don't grow. That literally, eventually you have, you have a lot of products on your store. Eventually you have all the marketing channels covered. Right? And adding one more channel will not double your brand. Adding one more product will most definitely not double your brand. <laughs> right? But that's what we've all been taught works. Right? When we start when our we're brands, used to. when we do the first million. And right. of course, it makes sense because it's, uh, the logic is, uh, I, I, I made this, it works. Mm. If I do the same, I most probably or more certainly will happen the same. Right. So I just want to put this a little bit bigger to show. Like, uh, because it's what we used to. It's what, it, what logically, as human beings, we will need to do. You do something good, you just replicate it and do the same. Yes. But eventually it stops working. So in order to, you have to do things differently. Like in order to grow your brand, it, it, until the, let's say, 3 million point, if you have not focused on the, the brand funnel at all, you already, have, naturally you build it, right? Naturally your product is good and people talk about it. Naturally you have LTV, naturally there's all the things. But most people don't spend a lot of attention on it. Some people do and you see that. Like, you, you look at the Shopify revenue and it's not at 3 million, it's at 10, right? Why is that? Well, it's because of the brand funnel. And it's so hard to do that, though, and to shift your whole business around. Your whole team, everyone already has the habits, right? Your product development team is already incentivized for some things. There are certain bonus structures, there are certain things. And it's so hard to change the habits of your people from market more, sell more, do more, to be more impactful, take better care of a customer, and offer a better experience. It's so hard to do that with your, with, if you have 20, 30, 40, 50 people. It's really, really difficult. But that is the thing that sets the brands at 10 million apart from the brands at 3 million. That's it. And I'm talking Shopify. Of course, there are other channels. Yeah, course, you know? yeah. um, Amazon usually does a lot of money, but still, like that's kind of the core, right? Thanks for listening. And if you found this content useful and think other people deserve to listen to at least some of this too, please leave a review because that really, really helps and it only takes you five seconds. All you have to do for that is go to the podcast main page by tapping the show name on your phone. Once you're on the page, on Shopify, on the top left, you'll find a little star rating where you can give a rating. And on Apple, all you have to do once you're on the main page, scroll all the way to the bottom and there you'll find a rating and a review option. Just leave a brief sentence what you think about the show and you will help out a ton. Again, thank you so much for listening and see you soon.